This walkthrough takes a look at Article 3 on nominations. You can find that on pages 19 to 21. This really is a thorough revision of the previous article on the nominating subcommittee. One thing you'll see in our current bylaws is that there's language in multiple sections that addresses how people are received into membership or appointed to a church office or position. What we'd like to do is standardize that language and always refer to this article for nominating procedures. So there's the same language throughout the whole bylaws, always kicking it over to here for how we actually do it. Another thing that the elders have observed is this. Uh, and one thing I've seen is that in my four years of being at the church, we have not faithfully abided our bylaws when it comes to composing and selecting a nominating subcommittee. And the elders have found it challenging to find people to serve on this subcommittee. So elders shepherd by leading. And so let's uh, give elders the responsibility to lead the nominating process, uh, whether that be for membership, office, offices, uh, church positions. So elders do the legwork of training, equipping, vetting, and assessing candidates. And elders go and seek input from church members. And we hope to hear from you. Hey, so-and-so, uh, they're, they're doing the work of, of deacons. I see them serving in the church uh, have, have you guys considered them? Let's, let's think about them, say, for being a deacon. Another thing is that under the current bylaws and, and the way we've traditionally done things, we vote in October for positions that start in January. So people begin those responsibilities sometime in January, but it's not clear, does that term start on January 1st, or does it start after the annual meeting in January? And so we want to suggest that a term of office or a church position begins immediately upon being appointed, unless otherwise noted. Further, given this sort of tradition, we've limited ourselves to one time of the year when we appoint someone. So we want to make sure that uh, this opens up the possibility that we could appoint someone at any time throughout the year, though most likely we'll continue to plan to have terms begin in January just to make it nice and clean with the start of the, the calendar year. So if you look on, on page 19, we start looking at nominations there. We want to add some guiding principles regarding nominations. This should be a process bathed in prayer. We want to consider not only biblical, but practical requirements as well. And where needed, those will be outlined in their particular sections. So practical requirements, say for elders or deacons or auditors, etc., when it comes to nominations, there are two types. There's positive nominations, if you will, and there are negative nominations. Positive nominations are reception into membership or appointment to a church office or position. Here we're looking to have permission of the individual to even be nominated. And this is only available, uh, say, to church members for those who are in a church, being appointed to a church office or position. This would include elders deacons, the nonprofit officers, uh, pastors, biblical counselors. But then there are those negative nominations. 
This would be removal of someone from membership or removal of someone from a church officer position. And here there needs to be a just cause for why we would nominate someone to be removed. And here we don't need someone's permission. A person is not likely to give their permission if they're lacking integrity, lacking character, and so they need to be removed, or they're in sin and they're under church discipline. So here you see, when it comes to nominations, we want elders make recommendations to the church. This comes to this idea that, that we are elder-led, and yet the congregation still votes on recommendations because we are congregationally governed. And here we see these two biblical principles coming together being elder-led and congregationally governed. So the next section, section C on, on the vote, describes where and when votes take place. And we want to standardize the count for all votes for membership, offices, church positions at two-thirds. This is one of those examples where we've got different uh, count percentages right now. Let's make it all the same, two-thirds. And then that new practice of church officers or position holders, they assume their duties upon appointment unless other, otherwise designated at the time of the vote. And then there's a section that just addresses how church office positions, church offices or positions can be temporarily filled if a vacancy arises and until a member's meeting can be called and a qualified nominee can be recommended. That's Article 3 on nominations. All right, thanks for listening thinking through this with us.